Hey, patrons, it's Saskalula to you. Uh, I just want to say hi and say I'm thinking of you. I think it's like about eight something on uh, one night. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday is every day. Thank you, patrons. Thanks for supporting the show. Just want to say hi. What's up? Uh, good to see you. And let's keep uh, your ad free episode going. Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts... Uh, running through your brain, uh, physical feelings, emotional, physical sensations, emotional feelings. You know, whether you're still laughing from too many episodes of emotional hangs or you just left a, a, like an emotional hang. Uh, so feeling stuff, I guess my point, or travel, in, noises, your partner, you know, undone dishes, unfinished, is it un, did, unfinished business? I've heard of that. Is it undone dishes? My dishes have gone undone. That does sound like 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 I know I pitch a lot of book titles in these openings. Maybe that's something. Has that ever been in a New Yorker cartoon? Like it could be a punchline to a joke. I don't understand. My dishes have come undone. Like we could have a political figure like shrugging, and then I guess you'd like don't bother explaining it to me because I'd be like totally get the you know that's a that's a uh, I think at this point that's an archetypal feeling. But let me get back. So so whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's one of those things or a multitude of other things, whatever it is, I'd like to distract you from whatever's keeping you up. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, meanders that have no points. Uh, those are pointless meanders. Uh, wings, uh, pointless wings, uh like uh, they're actually, they're actually I have wings of pointlessness, but they're not point. My man, I guess neither. It's interesting how you can shift words around and change the meaning. You're just realizing that five hundred something podcast episodes. Because uh, if you're new here, just indulge me a second. This will make sense in a minute. So, so I usually say I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. Said that. Use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. I said that. To some people, these creaky dulcet tones are lulling and soothing. And to some people, they grow on them. And to some, you know, then I say, like, a pointless meanders. What was I saying? I already mixed myself up. Man, I think I had a point. Pointless meanders. Wings of pointlessness. Pointless wings. I do, like my wings are, they're not pointless. My wings of pointlessness are not pointless. I guess I have to advocate for myself with myself. There are wings of pointlessness that have a point. I guess that's the whole point of this intro. Pointless intro, uh, that has, that, that, that is a point, point. I don't think it's a point. There's very little poignancy here. But there's a pointless intro that with a with a point, or you know what I, I think you know what I mean. Pointless meanders. Yeah, they're not pointless. Meanders of pointlessness. I guess they like me. I meander in and out of pointlessness. So I guess that's true. But I guess what I'm trying to figure out is that like, and I've been trying to do this for about uh, you know many many podcast intros. 
this is a podcast I meant to take your mind off. So if I'm going to take a lot of meandering bends uh, and go on tangents, uh, but all in the effort that it's like you can listen to me, but you don't have to concentrate. I'll be here for you to take your mind off stuff, but I, hopefully I won't over-engage you because I want to escort you or distract you while you cross over the threshold from wake to sleep. And also, if you're new, this is a sleep podcast, but you're under no pressure or expectation to fall asleep. You do it in your in your own time. Whether you're brushing your teeth right now or you're already in bed or this is your first time trying the podcast and it's like four in the morning or for some listeners when they get up at two in the morning. Whenever you're listening to this, I'm glad you're here. And like I make the show to take your mind off something, but it's an hour, about an hour long, because uh, I'll be here the whole time to keep you company uh, as your boyfriend to try to distract you, to create a safe place where hopefully you feel comfortable and at ease. And you can say, hey, but like uh, I can fall asleep whenever I want. It's, it's Scoots is here. So if you're new, the structure of the show, five minutes of business at the top. That's how we keep the show free and the archives and, uh, you know, all the work that goes into it. Uh, so that's important. We're about uh, four minutes into an intro. Usually at the top of the show is an intro, introduction of the podcast. Also like a sampler or a sample, like a, sam- like a little bit bigger than a sample size. I talked about, it's been a while since I've said a moose boosh because I think this is a little bit bigger it's multi, it's almost like, uh, what if they had a buffet? How about this for Las, Las, people of Las Vegas, entrepreneurs of Las Vegas? How about this one? The Moose Boosh Boosh Buffet. It, it's hard to say. I can only imagine it in neon, though. The Amuse, amuse yourself at the Amuse, Amuse. Okay, I walked myself right into a t- tongue accident. Amuse yourself at the Amuse Bouche Buffet. I'm, I'm probably saying Amuse Amuse Bouche wrong. And then I probably say I would say, "Voulez-vous Amuse a Bouche?" You know, would you like to uh, eat some Amuse Bouche with me here at the Amuse Bouche Buffet? The only buffet uh, that features the uh, creaky dulcet tones of Scooter. You know, I think a moose bouche means like small bite or like one mouthful. That's I learned that on Top Chef. Uh, where all well, that's where I learn all my foodie facts. Uh, mostly, I don't like I like I just watch it for the personalities. To be honest with you, and that's out of season. So that's of course why I'm talking about it because it's a. Uh, so what was I saying? So this, so the intros are about twelve minutes long, and it's like a sampler size of the podcast. Uh, like, so you can get, like, some people fall asleep to it. Some people, this is a show within a show. This is their show. Then after this, there'll be a story, about 40, 45 minutes of story, or something like a story. And that's, that's, that's kind of like the part, like, you, some people skip ahead to that, or some people listen to the intro, and then you, then you listen to this episode. But, like, so you can fall asleep at your leisure. You can also listen at your leisure. And hopefully listening brings you some leisure or some, some distraction or whatever. Uh, and it, like, I kind of want to take you on a journey. I, I just saw, I just saw La La Land for the second time last night. Uh, a brilliant, brilliant movie. You know, it got a lot of good press and there was a the whole Oscar flub. And, you know, it's got two major, major stars in there. And, uh, 
but one thing that, that, that there's very few things that this podcast and La La Land have in common. Let's just put that. Let's just be straight about that. Uh, but one thing I think La La Land did brilliantly is take take you on a journey. And this podcast is kind of t- takes you on a journey, but I lose you, you know. So it'd be like, uh, like the, the my favorite scene in La La. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this is getting recorded. But my, uh, the scene I enjoyed most in La La Land, or one of the scenes, was the uh, sunset scene where they're trying to find uh, the the car. I forget the two characters' names. Uh, uh, really stuck with me, but but. Uh, they're trying to find the car, her car, and uh, like uh, they get like uh, they, they then they start flirting and kind of dancing, and it just felt like uh, I think I had a point, but now I'm embarrassed that I, I forgot the names of the characters. Uh, uh, but I'm starting to hear the music, but but so what was my thing? Well, he he was like I guess this podcast is like going to to look for your car, that part, just that part, and saying, well, I don't know where it is. But you'd be more with me. I guess that's one similarity with Lionel. And I would put, probably put the, uh, the remote, uh, under my chin. Like, like when you're trying to find your car and you're hitting the thing to make your car go boop, boop, you know? And I would just be walking around. For those of you who haven't seen La La Land, there's a scene and they've left a party and they, they don't, they, they kind of have this classic movie like relationship where they don't, they dislike each other. Uh, like two romantic leads, like set at ads, uh, you, you know, but there's still like a, some sort of romantic tension. Right now, I think Damien Chazelle just woke up in a cold sweat. He's like, what the, what, what did you say? They say, yeah, like part of your dream just died, Damien. Sorry about that. But whatever's going on, like, uh, and they go to look like like a uh, Ryan Gatling's character is is like well like uh, like let's walk to our cars together something something like that and like uh, then they share this moment it's sunset and it's beautiful and there's this beautiful dancing and singing really really transportive I, I like uh, and to me it was like evocative without being too nostalgic or too like a uh, I guess you could, I don't know that you could say it was an homage. It may be an homage, uh, and I may not know what homage means. Uh, but I think you do what I mean. Like, it evoked these feelings of these older movies. I don't know. It, it, I just was struck by that scene of all the scenes in the movie, that it was fun. And uh, it, I don't know. You should see it, see the movie. But I guess if it was me, they were walking through Griffith Park. And this podcast is more just a walking part. The, the rest of the dancing, the singing, the A-list movie stars, uh, the views of Los Angeles uh, at sunset, uh, the the dancing part. Holy cow. I, I think Mandy Moore was a co- choreographer. It, just the scene. It, like I, I, I now scrape my shoes wherever I go. Uh, but uh, what was my point? Uh, hopefully, like, uh, you know, viewings of uh, La La Land will go up by two or three so that people can then say, well, Scoots, you don't. And I say, well, yeah, was, uh, this, I'm evoking my memories of La La Land. But, okay, let me let me try to wrap this up for the new listeners here. So one thing about films, uh, successful films, 
uh, they take you on a journey. They take you someplace you've never been. Or, or, or I guess La, La La Land was just a wonderful experience. We could like, 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 can we agree on that? Well, maybe not. Some people may disagree with that. For me, it, it, it swept me away to someplace I'd never been. I, I can say that. I can claim that because that's what happened for me. And this particular scene brought me to a place that doesn't exist, uh, where I dance with, uh, also, did I tell you I got up and danced, uh, well, so, this was at, this was at the second run movie theater, so when I got up and danced, so it was okay. Uh, no, no, I didn't get up and dance, really, but, uh, I don't, I don't know, it made me want to dance, and it made me feel like I was dancing, and it made me feel like it was sunset, uh, like those things. So, so it took you, it took me on an emotional journey. This podcast is just a looking for your car part of the journey. Uh, and ideally it has a middle, like a beginning, middle and end. You middle, you, you get, you're, you're Emma Roberts and Ryan, you're not Emma Roberts and Ryan Gosling, but you, maybe you got the keys to a Prius and you're trying to go somewhere. You're trying to go from wake to sleep. That's the middle part. Walking. The intro is when you start your walk. And then at some point I'll just, you know, I'll switch over to the story here in a few minutes and uh, that'll be the story part. And then the the best part is uh, then you find yourself asleep, uh, like uh, in 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 La La Land, you get to find yourself, uh, you know, looking over the edge of a hill and dancing, you know, and then there's a a light pole and everything. So I don't know. This is a podcast to put you asleep. You're under no pressure to fall asleep. You're under no pressure to listen. You're under no pressure to dance. But if you want to move your feet around right now. Uh, you know, in, in, like, I mean, can you imagine me dancing like the way I string together my sentences? You see, is that dancing or is he like, does he just keep tripping multiple times? Is he in the cons? And let's say, well, it's a, it's a style of dance. It's called, uh, it's, it's called to, to, to be named to dance, to style, to, to, to be named school of dance. Uh, you know, it's like parkour, but you know, only the falling parts of parkour. Anyway, if you want to see a movie that wants to, you want to go on a little journey, you check out La La Land. And I can guarantee you if the whole movie doesn't put a smile on your face, there will be moments that do and make you laugh out loud. This podcast won't. Ideally, this podcast will maybe it'll put a, a small upturn of your lips as opposed to a smile on your face. Instead of, you know, bringing you someplace wonderful like La La Land... You know, it'll bring you to Nod Nod land and, and take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, it distract you. And then you can drift off into sleep. And if you're new here, it doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but you know, go ahead and try it a few times. It's no, no pressure for it to work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, you can email me. Like, I, I suggest like, like, uh, like, uh, other language fairy tales and LibriVox. Pink noise is hot right now, so that's always an option. Classical, you know, you could reach out to me. I could try to hit you up with some of the other things I use. But I find for a lot of people this works because I'm your 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 uh, nighttime companion, your poor friend. I'll do the talking. You don't got to do the listening. What kind of friend friendship is that? Like, uh, you know, I'll do the dancing. You don't even have to have Schadenfreude. You don't need Schadenfreude or Zeitgeist. Uh, like, mine's like if you mash those words together, you say, well, see, I don't know, Scoots, La La Land might have been in the Zeitgeist six months ago. And I say, okay, okay, thank you. I was trying to be witty, but, you know, I've been exposed. Uh, 
Well, you know what? In, in all honesty, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs with sleep. So, so when I say this, I mean it. I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. And not only do I hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for coming by. All right. Hey, everybody's trying for a trending Twitter Tuesday here. And uh, it's not too, it's Tuesday for you. It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday's a day. I say it's Tuesday in my heart because uh, it sounds good. Uh, but this is one I don't really have anything in uh, particularly set up uh, like on my mind. We'll just see how it goes. I'm going to uh, fire up old, old Twitter here. Old, old, old lady Twitter. Old man Twitter. The old Twitter muse. Fire it up, Scoots. You want me to warm it up, Chris, or you want me to fire it up? Uh, which, which one? I'm checking trends uh, for the USA. And it's funny, uh, you know, because it's uh, like I was thinking like about a little Monday motivation, even though it's like, like I forget, oh, it's throwback. Is it throwback Thursday? Shouldn't it be throwback Thursday? Throwback and Thursday. Uh, so what's Tuesday? When did all these days get so, I mean, I guess these are good distractions. You say, okay, motivation Monday, so motivate me. So they could get, like, because speaking of which, like, I've been trying to be more motivated. Like, like I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> like, say, I'm trying to be more focused. Because uh, I guess, like, it, it, there's, a, there's a part of me that can be focused when I have deadlines and I have an obligation and it's specific. Like, with the podcast, I'm usually pretty on point, especially when it comes to making deadlines. And like, uh, like, cause they say, okay, well, the episode comes out on Tuesday. So I want to have everything ready to go on this day. But when it does, it doesn't translate to, to when stuff gets to more in the gray area. Like, uh, I have trouble focusing. I think a lot of people do. And there's a lot of things you could do to motivate, uh, but I've all, you, you know, I've also a daydream, you know, I, I don't know if I am a daydream believer. I'm a daydream practitioner. Like, uh, I guess, like, uh, this is one of my issues. Like, uh, like I don't like to use, you know, uh, charged words too much on this podcast, though a lot of times they say, Scoots, your words could, are your words low on charge? I say, well, they're low on batteries. Uh, so I guess, is that the same thing? Is a positron, is that, like, uh, electrons and positrons are related, right? Because I think I'd like to, you know, what about an ionosphere? What are you talking about? Oh, well, I was talking about a uh, positive. Okay, so like I think I'm, like I can be a daydream uh, fundamentalist. I'll be honest with you. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but uh, like uh, could could daydreams like uh, can we take? I guess the one thing the podcast has taught me is that uh, can we take our we? Well, I guess we. I got a lot going on in my brain. I got a lot of personalities. Can we take all those personalities? And make him an asset. And in the podcast situation, I said, well, that kind of works. Uh, and I w- wrote down the other day, I would like to be more focused, uh, just because it popped in my head. And I was like, well, focused on what? I said, focus on stuff, you know, the, the stuff I'm supposed to get done. And I said, well, okay, what, is this, what does focus mean? Like, and when am I losing focus? Uh, and is it holding me back or not? Uh, and I said, well, like, uh, so let's see, let's see if we could get an episode out of this. Can we take a daydream beliefs, uh, daydream believer 
and make it make it into a way to focus like bringing the myth like uh, is it mythos what does joseph campbell say like i usually lose it in uh but i mean like uh like having a myth to live by that's where i do get like because i guess i tend to be um i still have that angsty uh a tween, I don't know, is that a tween or teen attitude? Like, I don't consider myself above everything, but I guess I'm detached from everything, and I make that sound, the snooty sound. What is the snooty sound that a non, I don't like to consider myself a snooty person. And I'm definitely, I don't, like, this is fun, this is funny. I'm not a contrarian. Let me tell you, I'm not a contrarian. Like, uh, if that doesn't say it all, I don't need to say, I don't think I need to say anything else, but I guess I am. I have those streaks running through me. So that's kind of ridiculous. So you think about it, you say, well, I'd like to believe, I'd like to find some daydream believing that I could believe in. There's a podcast title right there, daydream believing I could believe in. But it's the truth. But that part of me is like, what do you, we're not looking for anything to believe in. But look at this. So let me tell, then, then it says, but anyway, let me tell you about, uh, how your life would be a whole lot better. And it tends to twinge, like, in a lot of this is fear-based, right? It tends to be like, well, if I had connected with this person and that went well, then maybe that, then, then everything would feel okay, which is a, like a, so yeah, let's, let's, let's take a little walk, why don't we? And I'm thinking of a walk I used to take from BART to work. It was a long walk, and that's where I would do a lot of uh, daydream, uh, Daydreaming. I guess it wasn't daydream believing, but I'm I'm on the search for a daydream I can believe in now. And this walk starts at a, a BART station, and we're getting off the train. It's an above ground station, and the sun is shining, and you know it looks it's a nice morning. And we're walking, and we got to walk, you know, Pat, we go, we exit the station, we, put, we use our clipper card, and it works. And there you say, well, I always believe, and I say, is that a belief, or it just works? It's supposed to just work, unless there's no money on there, and not, it's not working. And we exit the BART station through the turnstiles. Uh, for those that don't know, the BART is the... Uh, Kind of the light version of a Bay Area subway, somewhere between a commuter rail and a, a subway system. And we, we exit the station, as I said. And at this particular station, there's usually a lot of people gathered, whether there's people giving out uh, pamphlets or somebody selling hot dogs, usually. Sometimes there's competing pamphlet things about different things. And I like, like I always see those people, and they always have a nice uh, smile. You know, most of the people. And then there's usually uh, people trying to figure out the machines, uh, how to buy a bar ticket. Uh, particularly this time of day, uh, r- right around eight thirty, you know, eight forty-five. Some people are maybe thinking about heading to a day baseball game. Some people are set, still headed to work. Uh, some people might be going to the airport. So, so you know, and every once in a while, I try, you could try to answer a question. You see, is that the call to adventure for our, uh, you say, well, that's not very daydreamy. My daydreams are usually like, uh, I say, okay, well, just, let's just hold on a second. We're still exiting the station. We haven't crossed the threshold. And I say, okay, well, what comes first? Do we get called to adventure? Or do we cross the threshold? 
And I realize I'm talking to myself, uh, but somebody's like walking real close to me and they're playing uh, like uh, a famous uh, like uh, like radio host podcast or uh, like and they're, and they're out loud. Somebody really intense, and I say, well, oh, man, I got to, like, what do I do? Like, uh, this is a call, like, uh, is this a call to adventure? Like, because uh, I don't, like, I try to avoid politics in, in both, like, ideally in my personal life, but definitely on the podcast. Uh, but I still got to walk to work, this person's, and, and like, what? And then I said, "Was and then I said, well, you know, you 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 got to listen to." And I case well, I can't listen for the call to adventure if I'm listening to uh, uh, this, this. And I say, "Okay, well, stop for a second and stop at this on the sidewalk, uh, right where the uh, 10 a.m. permit parking for Bart because the Bart stations are over." A lot of people want to park there uh, to sit, sit, you know, so they don't have to commute into the city. And there's people waiting for it to turn to, maybe they start at 9, I don't know, maybe they start at 10. But there's a line of trees, and they're the kind of trees that are, uh, they have peely bark, uh, but it's not super peely bark. Uh, they, they have, like, a peely bark that's not like a... What are those trees called that I like that I forget? Like a birch tree. I'd say that's more like scrolly bark and not like a manzanita, which also I'd say has a bit of scrolly bark. Uh, peely and scrolly, maybe you could say with the manzanita. You say, then I start to look around and I start to see manzanita. And I say, okay, well, I say, have I ever stroked a manzanita plant before, the bark of one? And then there's this big manzanita bush off to the side. Never seen it before, but I've gotten so focused on this manzanita plant and the the plastic-like, scrolly, peely bark of the manzanita plant. The distinct redness of it, of it uh, it's like a color that I can't quite, quite describe, like more of a, like a, a ready mud, a red mud, a ready mud would be, if, if not ruddy mud, but a reddish mud color. And I reach out my hand, and not only is the bark, but you know, when you get a good look at a man's and you see, you're one twisty fella. And then I say, okay, excuse me, or lady manzanita. And I reach out and I touch the bark and just with my thumb. I don't know why I reach out my thumb to touch it, but I do. And I run my thumb across the bark of the manzanita slow. And it's smooth, that layer, that thin plastic layer, over a rougher trunk. And it gives me a titillating feeling. And I don't mind saying across my whole body. My stroke is slow. And my stroke is like, like, I feel like I'm being like internally soothed with my thumb slides along the manzanita. It feels good, and it is say, maybe I have touched a manzanita before, 
but you know, not like this, and not with such focus. Uh, and then I hear a rustle behind me, but I don't let it break my focus. I have reached out uh, two of my fingers, and now I'm kind of clasping on each side of the the trunk or the stem. I'm not even sure. Following it out, following its little bumps uh, where twigs might have broken off or boars might have bored or knots or whatever the heck, where there's swirls, where the skin is broken. And I see, is this your skin? And I have it between my two index finger and my middle finger and my thumb. Just like I was trying to take the pulse of a young toddler and trying to find their pulse, uh, you know, underneath their baby fat uh, and never, you know, having any idea where the pulse is, you know, maybe just to show them where their pulse lies. And I wonder as I pause the motion of my hands, uh, can I feel the pulse of the manzanita? You know, is this guy, is this, is there stuff you're churning through the cambium of this thing? Or like, what's going on on the inside? Is there water slowly moving up through the roots of this plant? Uh, So is there slow seeping going on? And then I hear the rustling again behind me. And I think for a second, I, I think, uh, there's a touch here. It's not cool or warm. It's kind of the touch of, uh, uh, uh maybe not everybody can relate to this, but with, uh, store-bought frosting on your fingertips or on your tongue, how it, it kind of numbs your sensitivity, something about the fat in frosting. Not all frosting, but the cheaper frosting you get those impulse buy cupcakes or that last minute cake you had to make uh, when it's ground into your fingertips uh, right into your fingerprints or it somehow fills the valley between the taste buds and your tongue that's how the skin of this manzanita feels underneath my fingers And I hear the rustling again, and I stand up and I turn, and there is, uh, standing over me, is, uh, what I would describe as a, uh, like a humanoid, a manzanita humanoid. And luckily a joke comes right, and I say, Lady Manzanita, I presume, and she doffs, uh, Neither, she doffs her fingers off an imaginary cap to me. And she says, good day, sir. And I said, well, I said, actually, it's a, is it going to be a good day? Because, I, like, uh, it just, it was just stroking this man's Anita and, and touching it and uh, experiencing it, I guess. But there's, like, a part of my brain, I don't know if it's my limbic system or my lizard brain, that says, uh, uh, dude, you were, you were supposed to, we were on our way to work here. What are you doing? Uh, seems like you did some sort of, you know, fugue slip or something. And Lady Manzanita, like, uh, she, you know, it's tough with a Manzanita. She's pure Manzanita humanoid. So 
you know, only the greatest of puppeteers, Mother Nature in this case, could create a, where I could see she's laughing uh, because her motion tells me she's laughing and the sound that she makes is, uh, I guess it's a bit like laughing and a bit like a finch or some sort of bird because then a bird flies out of where her mouth uh Mouth is, I think your mouth, you know, her face is just there to communicate. But I say, I think at Lady Man's, I, I got to get to work, I think. And she said, well, I heard a rumor. And I said, well, what was the rumor you heard? She said, I heard you're looking for a, a daydream you can believe in. He said, I think it's, he said, I think I am. I think I am. I was going to, I was really going to walk to work and daydream and hope that one of my daydreams he said, Lady Manzanita, and she said, have a seat here. And he said, by the way, you Manzanitas feel great. Uh, I said, I, I didn't ask that Manzanita if I could, uh, like, 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 uh, to tactilely examine it, but I did. She says, okay, it's okay. You're very kind. She said, have a seat. Uh, and she says, what does the problem seem to be? And I said, well, like, uh, considering current developments or before these current developments? Because they said, I said, I don't know uh, which clinic in, in Northern Europe will want to examine when they find out I've been talking to Lady Manzanita. Also, I don't know if I should publicly say, like, a, like Lady Manzanita. Was, I was walking to work, and someone, then I stopped and stroked a Manzanita. And then I talked to Lady Manzanita. It was a different Manzanita. It was two different things. Like, so, before, you mean before that, right? Because this is going to be its own issue. Uh, though at this point, either my therapist assumes I'm speaking figuratively when I talk about these things, or he just has his phone on speaker straight to, like, uh, I don't know where, where they're doing this now. Iceland uh, or somewhere, you know, with the team. And she laughs again, and she said, well, "She says the daydream. What's the what's the issue with the daydreams?" And I said, "Well, it's a lady, lady Manzanita. Like as long as I can remember, I've been daydreaming, and I like I never can quite put my finger or my thumb or my finger, my thumb, and my uh, middle finger. Is that a forefinger? Where's which one's a forefinger?" And she shrugs, Lady Manzanita. And I say, well, well, I can't put my finger on it, but I'm pretty sure I spend most of my day daydreaming, though I don't know, always know that I'm daydreaming. Yes, because some of it, you know, I don't know what the difference between fantasizing and projecting and predicting and daydreaming are. And even though I've been working pretty hard on uh, figuring all this out, uh, and I pause because I already know that I probably shouldn't be figuring anything out. Uh, she just tilts her head, to, like indicating that I should keep going at my own uh, pace. And I say, one thing I struggle with, I know that I get the negative thinking, Lady Manzanita. And I wouldn't call that daydream. I would call that predicting or whatever, you know, saying, like thinking of predicting outcomes or predicting unpredictable things or trying to predict all outcomes. And I probably vacillate between that. Uh, by the way, are you are you a sliding scale man? Like, is it like because I know my health insurance doesn't cover this? And she goes, so she, she, like, okay, I, I just have to break the tension every once in a while with the attempt to humor. Sorry. 
So I, I think I vacillate back to the uh, daydreams for relief, uh, and I think I've done it ever since I started. Like, I don't know, like, I, I'm not going to blame this on TV, but a lot of times I would watch TV and say, okay, well, if I could bring my life in alignment with these uh, sitcoms, situational comedies, like, that seems to be the issue with me not having any happiness or joy or whatever, or satisfaction, this uh, this deep, uh, empty yearning I feel, or this emptiness I yearn to fill, or this uh, yearning I feel to empty. I don't know which one of it it is, Lady Manzanita. Also, I get a pile job. I'll probably call you Lady Witchbeard. That's a, a witch, pirate witch woman I think I was in love with. She, but, but it was, well, we were also friends, but it was more about friendship. Uh, also, she's maybe fictional, but I'm not sure if you're fictional. Also, I probably shouldn't have said that because that might have set your, your, your worldview. I apologize, Lady Manzanita. Uh, also, do you know anything about Lady Marmalade? Uh, okay, I, I know. She, and then Lady Manzanita's looking at me like you're pushing it, you're avoiding it. And I say, okay. So I think I use the daydreams uh, to, I, I don't know, you you know what I'm getting at, though. So I spent a lot of time in there uh, going between things aren't going to be okay and things would be okay if only would be the simple version. But there's nothing simple about it. That's the big issue, Lady Manzanita. I guess what I'm saying is that this, these are the places I am comfortable occupying and I guess, like, I, like if I had, so, uh, but I guess those are, I guess those are the daydreams I, be, those are the daydreams I believe in. It, it, it's a bit like a, uh, and I guess I was going to search, I guess that's a bit like a, um, a soap opera. And Lady Manzanita looks to me like, what's a soap opera? And I say, okay, well, my job is, I say, well, I'm looking for day, these are the daydreams you believe in. And she said, well, what, do you, what would you be looking for in a daydream? And I said, I don't know. I mean, I read a lot of this, uh, you know, stuff about meditation and mindfulness. I guess they would say I'd be looking for a present dream or an acceptance that the present is, is both a dream and a dream come true. But I, I don't think I don't think my uh, I don't think I have enough joy synapses or, or acceptance synapses for that quite yet, lady. But you think you're like that's like a. Maybe one day I could get there. Also, I don't think I'm cut out for transcendence. I mean, I know that's my ego talking. I don't think I'm 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 on the transcendent list. You know, the list of potential transcendees. But at the same time, if I am, if you're all, you know, if you're in touch with uh, Mother Nature and Buddha and every all the rest of everybody out there, Siddhartha, whoever. Uh, I don't think it, like, it, I don't think I, I don't think I'm, 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 like, you just take me off, if, even if it's a waiting list, or probably this saying this will get me off the list. But, so I don't know. I guess, like, I'm looking, I, I guess, like, I, 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 maybe I have some daydream shame. And, uh, but you want to hear more about this soap opera, don't you, uh, Lady, uh, Lady Manzanita? And you want me to, okay, I get it, I get it, because I didn't, like, I didn't watch a lot of soap operas, but I know they're popular. My mom did, my sister did, and there'd be some summer days I would watch a few, you know, a few, few episodes, and 
I think there was even one time, I don't know if I was home from school and uh, with something that I may have watched for two or three weeks and gotten to know a few of the characters. But, uh, like, like, uh, like, uh, could, do you have any, like, do you have, can, can, do you have the power to change some of these manzanitas into, uh, puppets for me? And she nodded her head and soon, uh, I, I can't call them puppets and or marionettes, uh, but, or, um, I don't know what your 3D animator, those are rigs. I would say these are more, more like live rigs, uh, which I guess is more like an automated marionette uh, or uh, bushes come to humanoid bushes is really what we're dealing with. And he said, well, okay, there's a couple different uh, kinds of situations you'll find uh, in soap operas. And I started watching the edges. I guess we were out on the desert, so the California, you know, it was something or other. And I started to notice the beautiful hills and more and more manzanitas started creeping in, gathering around, not just the uh, the performers. Uh, and I said, so the one, there's a couple of things uh, that, that come up with these that, uh, that I'm aware of. If there's a great article in the New Yorker about 10 years old about soap opera writing in Lady Manzanita, I don't know if you have, if I find it, I'll bring it out to you, but I like, uh, I can remember where the porch I read the article on, but I can't remember anything about the article other than I liked it. Uh, but out here, uh, so there's, there's, uh, there's love triangles and their ilk. Uh, uh, and then I kind of started to display a love triangle, different styles of love triangles with these, uh, manzanita marionettes, you know, uh, you know, just different makeups and, you know, different relationships, you, you know, all, all the possibilities and, you know, quite, you know, ones that are made up. And I said, so that's one thing. I said, usually there's a bar cafe owners uh, involved. Uh, and I said, normally there's some legal trouble. And then there's like a, there's like an overall theme of power struggles in uh, scheming. And then I started to realize she wanted me to do it about, and I said, okay, well, if there is a power story, there'd be the, uh, the, uh, du, uh, uh, the Dumas. Those are the, du, the family, the negative, uh, and so they, in their family, they've got kids. They have like trust funds that have been squandered. And like, uh, you know, they're, they're they have a very singular outlook on, on things. And it seems like, you know, they usually the, so those are the Dumas, Dumas, uh, actually, uh, Lady Manzanita, I'm not feeling this, uh, soap opera thing. Cause I'm trying to get away from the soap opera drama within me where the Dumas say, Hey, come on, join our family. We've get, we, really, there is no other option. We wish that other family was all flash, you know, they got their nice, they live in Texas or whatever, and they're doing nice things for people, and they smile a lot, and they give hugs, and they breathe easy, and they're quick to, you know, and they see, they can sit in a chair and relax. So that, that's great for them. They have trust or whatever. 
But yeah, our family, we're realists over here, the Dumas, and uh, that's a fantasy. It can, you know, they they live in a fantasy world. Those uh, we live in the real world where, uh, you know, you know what you already know all about it. So you could live with us, you know, and you know we get a bad rap because we always say, you know, something good might be around the corner, but it's probably something bad. And, and so that's one thing, Lady Man. I can't like so I already am familiar with those. Uh, and then I guess the other side isn't what Mister Dumas said, but it kind of is. It's like uh, that they had this like uh, big founder, or foundress, or some leader, family leader. Sometimes it's like this J.R. Ewing type. Uh, and sometimes it's like this grand dame, like a bet midler. And when they sweep in, the tension starts to melt away. And all the problems and all of the potential is released. All the problems melt and everyone starts to flower because the presence they have is so soothing and so powerful that it undoes all fear and undoes all worries and 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 then everything just lets loose and usually you say okay well, like uh, I guess they don't even have to do anything they just have to be in the presence and sometimes there's a lot of knowing looks with the caring and and uh, you know what I mean they give a look uh, a pat on the back uh, say hey good great job. And you just feel like if you were there, if you were at the ranch where they lived, uh, you're finally away from those Dumas, uh, uh, scheming and, and socially climbing. And you were, once you crossed over the gates into this ranch, I realize I'm probably jumping between two. Isn't one called like Hope's Journey or something? Hope's, Hope, Hope, Hope Town, Hope's Ranch. Once you get out there, he was Ryan's hope. I don't know what he was hoping, but his scooter's hope would be get through the gates of that ranch. And I'd say, oh boy, it's all the, the Dumas are on the other side of that fence. And uh, I've got Bet and JR here, and they believe in me. And I don't even have, I don't have to do nothing but uh, accept their loving looks, their loving smiles. Suddenly my clothes look good and they fit right and, you know, they, they're ironed and everything I do uh, seems to just fall into place. And it's all one, and they have swimming pools, uh, multiple swimming pools and hot tubs and also just relax. I say, well, geez, I'm going to sit around here. I don't feel uh, stressed at all. And maybe that, then I open a cafe where I'm also a singer-songwriter, putting on shows, and everybody from the family's coming by. And yeah, the Dumas come by, and they try to buy up the mortgage, or I fall, you know, that could happen, or I fall in love, uh, or suddenly I realize that I'm not really J.R. Bet's son, but I'm a Dumas. But you both, and then, you know, then I'm also in love with, then I say, well, that makes sense. And then the, you say, no, no, you can't marry. And then I say, okay. So a whole lot of that stuff, 
then I look, uh, every man's Anita, even the ones that were acting as I was talking, is sound asleep. And I look uh, out across the desert, like I could, like I could walk all the way to Cleveland and then all the way to Philly if I needed to. Like, uh, like there's a road, like uh, I-20 or something. And I notice there is, a, and I say, well, I better start. With, and I say, this is, this is a little late for the call to adventure and crossing the threshold. But I guess with, and I say, well, my daydreams, uh, they don't really happen like that. They just happen. At, they always start at the end or almost the end. Like they say, there isn't all that other stuff. It's just like, uh. This and then this and then then you cross through to the the ranch, uh, hopes ranch hope Ryan's ranch of hope, and I walk through the desert and I look at the manzanita and I look at the dirt and I look at the green moss, and I hear the calls of raptors and I hear the calls of turkey turkey bees, and I walk. And I think back to that first touch I had on that man's Anita. And, but then part of, you know, part of my limbic says, hey, and I say, look, maybe we, if we're in a fugue state, maybe if only a few moments have gone by and we're not late to work, let's just keep walking like we're walking to work or some, like we're going somewhere, even though we don't know where we're going. We put all those man's Anitas to sleep, uh, with our attempted analysis, at a, and I said, well, maybe they, they'd watch it. It's probably best because they don't need to watch any soap operas because they got Manzanita stuff to do. But I start walking, and I start wondering. I say, well, like, uh, what if I had, what if I had, what was it, Lady Manzanita? What, uh... What daydreams could I have with Lady Manzanita? Like, I see a picture of myself samba, samba dancing in a grocery store with Lady Manzanita. But I guess that would involve, uh, like, whatever mystical energy I would need to bring. Would I have to live? I guess I couldn't live in her world because there's no grocery stores that I know of uh, in the Manzanita-verse. And if she was in my world, uh, that, you know, unless I converted her, and I guess that would be a thing. I mean, that's almost like a daydream, like a movie. One of those movies that could have came out in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, or the aughts, or now, whether it was a direct-to-video or on, like, a Disney, it probably would be called Manzanita Girl. And it would be me struggling with all the stuff from the, I guess it would still be a, a soap opera, though. Like, after all the drama I had, because in my cafe, I closed down because uh, there was a fight over the fortune of who's going to inherit the ranch. And then I sabotaged Bet's very big show because the Dumas had sold short on her performances. And then I was on the outs with the family. And then I was back on the in, slowly won my way back in. And then they said, well, are you ever going to love again if it's not one of your sisters from one of your two different families or one of, and 
you know, something strange like that. And they said, well, and they said, no, no, don't even bring up any other. That's not a, someone you thought was your sibling who wasn't your sibling or your relative or something. And I say, okay, well, I, I do. I'd love him. And I can't tell you that I've fallen in love with a Manzanita woman. Is it my Manzanita girl? Maybe it would be a musical. I don't know if we could get the kids. They're not kids anymore. So we'd have to find the next high school musical-esque cast. Though I think that would be, that's probably already a song. But it would involve me uh, and Lady Manzanita and me trying to make her look like a human. Also wondering, geez, am I really in love with this Manzanita girl or am I in love with what she does for me? And, you know, like, uh, what does it mean to love a Manzanita woman? But uh, I guess, like, uh, then, yeah, and then I would have to convince everyone she was human, and that would then, uh, like, uh, so that's not a good idea. What was I even, I guess this is, so then I'm, I'm, and then I say, well, where am I now? I'm in a forest, in a pine forest. I've walked into a pine forest with tall pines and tall trees, and, and then I, you know, try to touch the bar. I try to say, well, last time it worked for this. And then I started touching the sap of a, a tall pine tree. And then I said, well, I'm never going to get this off. I can't let it get in. So then I got to move on. And then I say, well, then I do the old shouting into the forest. Hello, 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 hello. I'm looking for a daydream I can believe in, believe in, believe in. Am I on a senseless journey, or is this a thing? Like, uh, is you know, is it still an echo? And I say, well, I head towards the echo because, uh, and I say that's kind of fun. So then I start having, I say, head head towards the echo, echo, echo. And I see, like, uh, like I keep heading towards it. Uh, I see, well, it could be on a goose chase, uh, but who cares? Uh, and I head deeper, deeper still uh, until I come to a clearing. And in front of me is a wide valley where my echoes were. I don't think my echoes were good because then I yell again, again, again. It sounds different. Uh, at the edge of this valley, but it's long, and I don't. I assume. You see, what is it? A glacial valleys, like which one's the U-shaped one? Because they see this looks like maybe a glacial valley, and I wonder what state I'm in, because there's no valleys on the way to work, and I thought I was uh, falling into a daydream on the way to work. And then I think, okay, that was the last, I say, okay, well, I, and then I touch the, the, the manzanita. Then I, let, uh, you know, then I touch the pine tree. And he said, I guess I'll just go along the side of this valley for now. And start to think about, well, hey, uh, this valley feels pretty good. And I feel the breeze on my face. And it reminds me of the times I felt breeze on my face when I've been daydreaming. And it felt good. And I, I think about how much I like the feel and the sound of the breeze. I keep walking. I think about it. Just, it's, been, it's been a lot of places today. And uh, like, uh, 
don't know if I've been lost or what. And I said, she said, I'm looking for a daydream I could believe in, but the daydream believer thing. And I said, maybe I got to start believing in the daydreamer. Is that what, and then I hear Lady Manzanita behind me. So I say, okay, she is, uh, I wonder it just dawned on me now. And I say, Lady Manzanita, come up here. I got to put my arm around somebody so I can project onto someone else. Because uh, this is too intimate uh, internally for me to deal with. So I'm going to tell it to you, Lady Manzanita. And I want you to bring it back uh, to the Manzanitas uh, with that soft uh, skin that I wish I could say is supple, but it's not. It's uh if you could change a meaning of supple, I think it would be supple, your skin. But I, I maybe need to start believing. You see how I've got my hands, one arm around you, Lady Manzanita, and the other arm on your shoulder. And we're still walking in step. And I know we're not lost. I know we're supposed to be here together on a journey and I guess I know that on this journey, sometimes I'm going to need to get away. But sometimes I'm going to need the attention, and maybe I could take more of that attention from the touch of the breeze, from the shape of your branches. Maybe the daydream believer needs some attention, too. Maybe I just need to take some time and to hold him tight like I am with you and to take a few steps along and realize that even though it's, uh, it seems perfectly normal that a man's need is out walking and doing all this stuff, uh, you know, it doesn't always feel normal uh, to be out in this world full of stuff you're supposed to have, you know, and when you want to vacillate between the ranch and you wish that wasn't your real family, but then that episode came out at the cafe when you were doing your, your song, singer songwriter performance for the big record executive. And then I found out you really are one of the Dumas, uh, the 50th fraternity test proved it. right after you married, uh, the, 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 the you know, but you say, hey, uh, yeah, going back and forth between all that stuff. But here, walking with Lady Manzanita, I never noticed the sound of the breeze going through your leaves. And if I listen really close, I can hear the sound of the wind on your skin, Lady Manzanita. I can feel it, uh... In my heart, uh, weirdly enough, the connection between my touch and my hearing, I can feel the rustling of your skin as I hear it. And I can know that that rustling carries on across the land, uh, you know, where manzanitas are, but it has a different sound where other things are. And I can know that it's okay to say, well, geez, I'm like, uh, maybe that's all I need to know for now. You don't really say much, do you, Lady Manzanita? But you don't need to. I don't, like, I guess even if you were a sliding scale, you probably couldn't afford you unless you take just water. Like, I could water you occasionally. 
but even that could get pricey over time. But I guess knowing that you're out here, Lady Manzanita, and maybe remembering that I could be out here and say, hey, when you're daydreaming, don't forget about me too. I'm here for the daydreamer. Uh, you know, to say, believe it or not, uh, you're daydreaming for something. And you say, my words really don't remember making sense, are they, Lady Manzanita? Because somehow I'm still uh, putting you to sleep, uh, even as we walk together. And now I lift you up and I realize, uh, that, uh, I really am living a dream, putting you to sleep, Lady Manzanita. Is that why I crossed over here? Why all the other Manzanitas gathered around me? Was this, uh, my call to adventure was to put you to sleep? Uh, I don't know much about Manzanita goddesses, which I'm going to have to, you know, make a giant leap and presume you are. As you sleep here in my arms and as I walk uh, just these few steps, I see a perfect nook to cradle you in, the perfect hill to rest your head against. Uh, with moss for a pillow, I lie you down, and I realize how lucky I am. Between the daydreams, between the two families and the soap opera drama, to have found my way to you, to put you to sleep, Lady Manzanita. Have heard a call that I didn't know was calling, that I came out here in search of answers for me. And those I did find, uh, Lady Manzanita, you showed me they were here. But I was also being called for something else, uh, something honorable, in fulfilling beyond the daydreams, beyond the doom dreams, beyond my imagination, putting you to sleep, Lady Manzanita. So good night, because I see that beyond this hill where I lie you down is the sidewalk calling me back. Another walk I'll take, but I won't forget the breeze. And I won't forget you. And I won't forget, I probably will forget the rest, Lady Manzanita. Uh, but the breeze will remind me. Good night.